Christ is risen indeed. Welcome this morning to this Easter worship service. Prepare your hearts to experience the loving grace of God meeting you once again, offering us new life. May we begin our worship this morning with the singing of our praise. Good morning. Stand as you are able for the call to worship. The light and beauty and excitement of Easter is upon us. Christ is risen. His victory is our crowning cry. Where there is life, there is joy. Pain, regret, grief, shame, weakness, and sadness have been overcome. Darkness has been sent away. This is the resurrection day. We cannot remain the same. The empty tomb changes things forever. We are Easter people, ready to lift our shouts of praise and witness. Christ alive with us. 
Our hymn of praise this morning is Easter People, Raise Your Voices, number 304. around you saying he is risen today. Our hymn of praise this morning will be Christ the Lord is Risen Today, number 302, verses 1 through 4. 
repeat with me the opening prayer. Living God, we are overjoyed in this moment, having watched and heard and experienced the agony and the grief of the cross. We thought all was lost, but now we celebrate, we rejoice, we laugh, and we sing at the miraculous feet of your raising from the grave. You came to us in victory. You proclaimed repeatedly that death is not the final word. As the sun boldly rises to meet the new day, rise in our lives this For you are our hope, our life, and our joy. Our hymn of praise with the strife is over, number 306, verses 1 and 3. Easter affirmation of faith is on page three of your program. We believe in an astounding God who surprises us on Easter morning, who reveals through an empty tomb how overflowing is his love for all creation. We believe in God who is the light in the darkness who never gives up on love, who is always working for our good, who weeps when we weep and laughs when we laugh, who calls us to be more than we are, and who relentlessly transforms our tears to hallelujahs. We believe in Jesus Christ, heard in the words of the prophets, enfleshed in the birth of a long-sought Messiah, alive in the lessons taught to disciples, revealing God's kingdom in each miracle touch. We believe that he is nailed to the cross and received the worst human violence and brokenness, suffering horribly 
on behalf of all people, he died. But Jesus was not stuck in the tomb of despair or buried in the past. Jesus was resurrected to life. His life could not be extinguished. He lives forever and walks with us, present in the stories of our lives. We believe in the Holy Spirit and the invisible presence of God, the joy, hope, and peace of possibilities opening all around us all the time. We believe the Spirit calls us to community, to compassion, to welcome, and to acts of mercy and justice so that the whole world will quiver with wonder and hope. We are Easter people with faith in the risen Christ. We strive to live in such a way that the world will see Christ rising again in us and through us with the message of Easter, Christ lives. We will also. Hallelujah. gather our hearts for this time of prayer. Let us open ourselves to God speaking, and may we receive his words of comfort this morning. Almighty and wondrous God, on this day of new beginnings, we offer our songs to proclaim your victory over death. All that you have done is marvelous in our eyes, and so we offer our praise in your powerful name. Receive all of our joyful thanks, which we offer to you, and bless it as a declaration that you are worthy to be worshipped. Death is seen as our enemy, O Lord. We know death was brought into the world because of brokenness and sin. Yet, as you overcame death in the resurrection of Jesus, so too you will overcome the brokenness in us. As you have spared us from death, Make us alive in Christ, that we may serve you with joy. Your message of transformation is given to the whole world. So empower us, Lord, to share the story, to be the people in every place that say, death has been conquered. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Enter the tombs of our lives today, Lord. Empty them out. Every place of hurt, where we've been wounded by others, where our bodies ache, where we are struggling in our recovery from surgery, where we grieve from the loss of loved ones. Touched by your grace, Lord, rise us up. Visit people whose minds are in disarray. Bring them to a new clear sight of who you are and how much you love them. Walk with those who travel the road of discouragement, 
Carry them over the threshold. Carry us all into eternal life. Proclaim joy to any here who are broken and mourning. Be present to them. Let us know we are not alone. This is the day which you have made, and we rejoice and are glad in it. Receive these prayers, we ask, as we ask for your mercy to touch our lives and the lives of our community and world today. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
It's so, so good to be with you today and uh, to celebrate Easter with you. And, um, but I just wanted to let you know a little something about me, just a little, a little vulnerability here. Um, you know, I don't really always have things together. You know, my, my ducks aren't always in a row. Actually, the row is crooked and I've lost the ducks. So, uh, but it's my gift to people so that when they look at my life, they, you know, they feel better about theirs. It's, it's not quite as bad as, as what I have going on, but sometimes I even surprise myself, you know. Um, recently, I was talking to my daughter about some techie stuff, about how I, I need to get an e-reader for my e-books, and I need to have my e-wallet ready for e-shopping on a variety of e-commerce sites. And then she started talking about e-cycling, which I guess is like recycling, but for made-up stuff. I don't know. And e-waste, and I was getting tired, and I said, I'm e-done with this. So she changed the subject, and she said, well, what's our family going to eat for Easter? And I was all stuck in that e-conversation, you know, so immediately I thought, what is that, some virtual cooking site where you, like, stir things, e-stir? I mean, I don't want to do virtual dinner. And I was having a headache, and she said, Dad, no, Easter, the day we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Well, that made more sense. So I tried to recover. And I said, well, a baking website would make sense because Jesus really does stir things up. Yeah, she didn't think my joke was funny either. Uh, but I don't care because I know the story and I know Jesus really did stir things up. And you know how he did that? He socialized with those who didn't always have it together. You know, the ones that made mistakes, tried to improve, and then made them again. And you know what? At the end of his life, he took all that burden of folks' mistakes, every regret, every lie, every lack of commitment, he carried it upon himself onto a cross. So it would be lifted from us. And then he stirred it up once more by not allowing all that heartache and pain and shame to weigh him down. He burst from it, burst over the power of death, came back to life and makes a way for all of us to have our lives back in order, back in the hands and grips of God's love. So if you're feeling just a little bit like me, you know, not always ducks in a row. My ducks are like dodo birds now, you know. That's okay. Christ has risen for folks just like us. No stirring required. The Gospel lesson this morning is uh, Luke 24, 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to, put to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for, a, for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee? That the Son of Man, man would be handed over to sinners and be crucified. 
and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words and returned from the tomb. They told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home amazed at all of what had happened. The word of God for the people of God. You know, you're like, the, you're like those rushing to the garden to see the empty tomb. I love it. I, you know, it's Easter, so I thought maybe we'd just do something really fantastic, over the top, like balloons, or maybe I'd bring in some like real life bunnies or something, or, you know, like set off fireworks in the church or something. But I thought, you know, I've got something even better. I brought you an Easter basket. This is so cool. And it's filled with rocks, okay? So, so I want each of you, you each get a rock, okay? Yay! Happy Easter! Um, you get a rock, and you get a rock, and you get a rock. Excellent. I can see the real surprise on your face. There's this friend I have named Jesus, right? And, um... He was a really loving guy. He really made an impact on people's lives. But some felt threatened by the way that he loved others. It was a real challenge. They didn't really agree with how extensive his love was. So they tried to put an end to him. They put him on a cross and he died. And they put him in a tomb, you know? And so when he was in the tomb, do you remember how it was closed off to the rest of the world? With a big rock, yeah. So there were rocks put on him. You want to put your rocks on him for a second? Yeah. Yeah. So he's covered up and he's cut off from us. We feel, we feel kind of separated, right? I can't see his face. It's kind of like I liked how he was smiling before, but now I can't see him. I feel a little bit distant. Um, feels a little bit lonely in some ways. But Easter is the great, the great miracle that says even though we feel separated from Jesus, we can't see him every day with our eyes, he's still alive for us. He's risen, he's overcome all of the bad stuff. Like maybe that rock is like a mean word we've said or like a feeling like, uh, I just don't know math and I'm never gonna get it. Like, uh, I wanna do sports, but I just always trip over myself and I'm so clumsy and people laugh. And we don't feel good about ourselves. Those are all the rocks. And they make us feel bad. But the great equalizer is that on Easter, Jesus was like, the power of God just like move those rocks right away. So we could see him again and he could see us and be with us. So the reason I gave you this rock is every time you hold it, you might think of it as something that's trying to weigh you down, something that's trying to 
beat you up, something negative, I'm not good enough, and I just want you to play rock and roll, all right? I just want you to roll your rock around and say, I know Jesus rolled that stone away, and he can roll it away again, right? Whatever's weighing me down, God's going to move it right off so I can see Jesus again. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of Easter and the, the joy of this day. And we are so grateful for your resurrection power that works even now, that brings us hope when we feel down and despairing. You raise us up and give us joy and new life. Thank you, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And you guys are so cool that underneath here is some, also some chocolate. Because chocolate goes good with rocks, you know. So why don't you guys take that with you. Just take the whole, here, I'll give it to you. You can, you can distribute. Oh, take them, take them. There you go. Oh, she's going to take it all. Sharing. Next, next week's lesson is about sharing. from people coming out of Lucas Oil Stadium after a comeback win or a, a great performance at the Palladium or perhaps a crew of hikers that has just been up to see a sunset at the mountaintop or maybe a couple uh, just finished dinner, had delightful conversation on their first date. The words might be, that was amazing, that was amazing. And maybe you're the type of person that can say those words just through simple blessings of being with your family, enjoying your friends. This week I needed a, a brain break from all that was Holy Week. So I found a, a seven-year-old from Milwaukee on YouTube shooting trick shots in his backyard with a football. And I loved it because every time he'd make one, he'd be like, that was amazing. And it cheered me up. There's no moment in history, in fact, there's no experience that we all share together like this, like Easter. Nothing's as amazing as Easter. I'm sure each of you have your own portrait of what that story looks like. Luke draws it this way. You know, the women go to the tomb at early dawn. They're quiet, they're pensive, they're mournful, they've got spices in hand. They find the tomb of Jesus open and the body's missing. Already, you can see on their face, this is amazing. They've lost for words though. There's some fear, there's some confusion. But then they encounter these two men that evoke in them wonder, awe. They take on the posture of worship. And these angels in their midst reply that this is a cemetery. This is a place for dead people, but Jesus is alive, so he's off where things are growing and thriving, where people need his touch and his love. The women are amazed. They run to tell the male disciples, share what has happened. If they were seeking for reassurance, they're disappointed. Sheepish men who find their testimony too outlandish to accept. But Peter, impetuous, radical Peter, takes off to see what the women have described. It's just as they said, empty, only burial, burial cloths remain. And Peter went home amazed. This is amazing. Music, the flowers, the storytelling, our family together, 
Jesus is risen. Isn't Easter amazing? Yes. Not all the time? You guys are, you guys are quiet? No, it's, it's not. Well, maybe not. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next week. Maybe after your doctor appointment loses a little of its luster. Your, your pastel eggs have lost a little of their sheen. Are we no longer amazed? Ted Warlow is a professor of preaching in Austin. He says there's Matthew, there's Mark, there's Luke, there's John, there's another storyteller. He's provocative, he's alluring, he's convincing. His tone comes in the form of bad news, though. A lingering stranglehold on some grief in your life, a bitter remark by a friend. A voice that always keeps us feeling like we don't matter. That, he's the negative narrator. He's effective at trying to steal Easter amazement from us. Promoting everything in our world that does not give life, but takes it away. His is the persuasive, eager voice, reminding us all of the painful certainties until at the end of the day we are persuaded there's no Easter at all. And if we allow that voice to get in our heart, get in our mind, we might leave the empty tomb. We might leave this Easter church today still convinced nothing's really going to change. Frustration's still going to be the main factor in my day. Awe and wonder are relics with no real place in the world of problems. But I don't know about you, I want to be amazed. <laughs> I need to be amazed. We need to pray to be amazed. So we visit that morning again with Peter, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, other women. What happened to them? Well, first of all, they were surprised. Surprise can be extremely joyful. Like if I told you today, there's $20 taped underneath your pew. Alas, this is Easter worship and not Oprah. So. But surprise can also be less grin-worthy. Like when a relative comes over, surprise, and she brings her six cats with her. Oh, wow. Most of the time, surprise holds delight and apprehension together. Like imagine you walk through the front door of your home, and suddenly 20 close friends and family burst from their hidden corners to yell, happy birthday. And at first, you scream, because you're startled that all these intruders are in your house. But then you laugh because this unexpected moment makes you realize there was a lot of planning here. There was a lot of care in these people getting together and almost making me wet my pants. <laughs> you didn't know they loved you this deeply. You never imagined that this variety of people would come together. You're amazed by something that's caught you off guard and didn't seem possible. Do we allow ourselves to be surprised anymore. I mean, of course, what makes a surprise? It's unpredictable. But we can also be so closed off, so stuck in routine, so pessimistic, pessimistic in our assessment of the world, that we are not available to God's surprising voice. So maybe we need to practice being surprised. Maybe doing some things that we don't know how it's going to turn out if we do them reach out to someone we're usually reluctant to talk to and see what happens. Share a little bit of our personal story. Open up a little bit with someone we might not 
normally be that vulnerable. What could God do that might surprise you? Because of Easter, we pray, God, surprise me. Peter went home amazed. I hope that you go home aware, receptive to God's surprising invitation. Tanya Luna wrote a book called Embracing the Unpredictable and Engineering the Unexpected. And she says, surprise is anything that you were wrong and your brain tells you about it. It actually causes human beings to freeze for 1 25th of a second, and then our brain starts going through the sequence, pulling all of our thoughts together, trying to make sense of what just happened. Have you ever said, wow, that was amazing? What just happened here? I love when I'll be at home, full-on story mode, talking to my daughter. She'll be tracking. You can see her smiling, nodding her head. And then there will be a moment where she kind of scrunches her eyebrows, turns her head a little bit, and then she has this famous line that I kind of make fun of. She always says, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? That's what I imagine Peter and the women doing at the empty tomb. Wow, this is amazing. Wait, wait, what happened here? They are seeking understanding. They were surprised, but now they're seeking. Despite Jesus' many predictions, resurrection assurances, they were still unprepared for this. It was not matching up with what common sense told them. Reminds me of a university student who was seen with a large K printed on his shirt. Someone asked him, well, hey, what's that K stand for? He said, it stands for confusion. And they said, well, confusion doesn't start with a K. And he said, you have no idea how confused I am. <laughs> but confusion's not always that bad. It's an opportunity for us to explore and search and learn and allow God to reveal new understanding. So Easter beckons us to be curious about our faith, about our calling, about our ability to be light to the world. And so we can seek understanding through scripture and music and relationships and service. And we can ask questions in prayer and in study. And you know, the angels on Easter morning, when the, the disciples and the women were so confused, also helped their searching by saying, do you remember? Don't you, don't you remember? It seems that all the trouble they had gone through, the agony of Jesus had of wiped out their last three years of his messaging, that he would be with them, that he would return to them. And I, that's so true in our hardship. We lose track of God's story and God's promise. So Easter tells us, search and remember. Remember, Jesus rose and is still alive and his power is still loose in the world to raise you up from whatever's dragging you down. So because of Easter, we can be a search party. Christ will find us. Peter headed home amazed. As we go home today, I hope that we will have our eyes open, curious for God's work, and that we'll remember how God has been faithful. Earlier this year, one of our Sunday school classes was watching and discussing a movie called The Best of Enemies, and it's a story where an African-American civil rights leader and the leader of the Ku Klux Klan 
had to get together for discussion to overcome some problems in Durham about school integration. And there's one scene, they're in the midst of a school cafeteria, white leaders on one side, people of color on the other side of the aisle. The KKK leader is opening up, honest about the troubled schools, about his son's own problems, and about his fears about how integration may even make things worse. And at that moment, an activist named Howard Clement, person of color, stood up and said, now there's an honest man speaking from his heart. Thanks for sharing, my brother. And the racist KK leader looked at him and said, is he agreeing with me? Did he, did he just call me brother? And the activist peers were saying, did he just agree with him? Did he just call him brother? Doesn't he know he's enemy? What are you doing? But his act of courage at trying to build a bridge, it was surprising. It made people wonder, wait, what just happened? But it also showed them things couldn't be the same. Peter and the women went to the tomb. They were surprised. They were seeking understanding. But they also saw life was about to shift. Have you ever witnessed something and left saying, I can't think the same way about that anymore? Your son or your daughter enrolls in that school you've been booing and trash-talking your whole life. Someone you assumed was your polar opposite suddenly shows you abundant kindness and generosity. There's a place you've avoided, you've always been afraid of. Someone drags you there and it feels like home. A tomb was believed to be the house of your dead teacher and now where you assumed your master would lie, he's been risen to life. Easter does that. It turns life on its head. It shifts us once we see it, once we believe it, our perspective changes. Dissatisfaction, tragedy, illness, death, they're all recast under the light of the risen Christ. How we deal with disappointment, difficult decisions, even the death of loved ones. First, we acknowledge that Christ is risen and we rise with him. There was this young college-age student I knew sparingly at a previous church appointment. He, his parents were active in the church, but him not so much. He was figuring out life, I suppose, you know, just experimenting with a lot of things. He didn't find spirituality much value. He wasn't really committed to school, to work, to faith, just kind of wandering. And then one day he was leaving Ivy Tech and his car slid on some ice, ice on an on-ramp to I-69 and he careened into the guardrail and the, the metal splintered and crashed through his windshield and hit him in the side of the head. Now I know people talk sometimes about seeing the light at the end of their life. This young man said he, he heard some kind of voice. It was a holy encounter. It was hard to describe. As he recovered for months in a hospital bed, he kept sharing with me about this, this voice and this assurance of protection. Now, I know anyone who goes through that kind of trauma might be grateful for a second chance at life when a car accident has us inches away from the end. 
But this young man heard something. He saw something. He had an Easter-type vision. And because of that, he, couldn't, he could not remain the same. It recast everything. He reconnected with his family. He reintegrated, reintegrated in life in the church. After some time of discernment and prayer, he answered a call to, to be in ministry. He, he vowed to recommit to school. He is a passionate prayer warrior with this energy to change the world for Jesus. I know that God wants to reveal some kind of Easter vision to us today. A miracle, second chance for everyone here. Easter is this amazing holiday, but I hope its impression, though, goes beyond this sermon or whatever special Easter meal you have later. Because because of Easter, God can shift our whole life in a new direction. Peter went home amazed. We can leave knowing we have been changed forever. So I hope you're with me in this longing for amazement. If so, I invite you to raise your voices with me in this final little call together. Say this, God surprise us. God surprise us. God give us a heart to seek you. Give, give us a heart to seek you. God, shift our life and make it changed forever. God, shift our life and make it changed forever. Lord, we want to be amazed. Lord, we want to be amazed. Amen. Thanks be to God. Happy Easter. As the musicians come into place for today's offering, uh, it continues to be the practice of our congregation to have our offering plates at the doorway. And so if you would like to contribute to the ministry that God is doing in this place, you can do so there. Uh, all loose change during this service in the month of April will continue to support our children's center, our preschool. And we also have a, a board out front that has uh, some special envelopes uh, of special donation amounts. This is our annual children's center kind of fundraiser. And so if you want to really engage with the school, uh, check that out, and we can give you more information after the service.
gracious God, you have set before us, set us free from bondage of sin and defeated death on the cross. May our gifts be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. As our service comes to a close this morning, we're going to take an opportunity to sing a few of our favorite Easter hymns. And while doing so, you have the opportunity, if you feel so moved, to put uh, flowers on the wire cross, which is my, to my left. It's on the right side of the sanctuary. On Thursday night, we had individuals putting in their prayers that were, you know, burdens, grief, uh, some shame, things that folks didn't feel great about. Those were laid on the cross, but today those have been removed, and we bring the colors of joy and life. So put a flower to remember someone who's died and been risen with Christ, or your joy at the new life you're receiving this day. But you're invited. There are flowers by the pews there if you didn't bring one, and let's decorate that as we go with the, the joy of resurrection this morning. I think we're singing in the garden, and he is, he lives. There we go. All right, let us worship and joy.
a great joy to worship with you today. If you've been visiting with us, I hope that uh, you have felt the warmth and welcome of God here in this place. Uh, there is a time of refreshment following the service. If you'd like to connect with us more deeply, there are cards in the pew and simply kind of fill out your name and email and we'll respond with you about other opportunities at the church, like our Kids Sensational Saturday. It's a, a monthly uh, children's ministry we do on Saturday afternoons with f free food and games and activities, and uh, it's really starting to grow and take off, so our next one is the second Sunday of May. I hope I'm right on that. Uh, next Sunday, we'll be starting a new worship series all about how Jesus keeps coming around post-resurrection uh, stories and what they might mean for us today. Go forth uh, with the joy of Easter on your heart, uh, expecting the unexpected, uh, that God might surprise you, that he might give you an opportunity to stretch yourself, uh, that indeed you might slide and move into a new way of being and living in the world, that God will fill your heart with amazement. Go forth in his peace. Here's the musical benediction. God's people said? Amen. I think we got a riveting postlude 
but we got to give our organist some time to get upstairs. I mean, Easter's full of miracles, but come on. Thanks so much for being here, folks. Thank <laughs> you.